a real honor and privilege. Am I on? No? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Testing, one, two. Hey! Hey! All right. There we go. Uh, I just want to, I got so much to say, and uh, I don't know where to start, but I want to start with uh, saying a big thank you uh, to Pastor Todd and Becky. Um, I met uh, Pastor Todd years ago, uh, just randomly at a pastor's conference in Chicago, and we met through a a mutual friend, and we were introduced, and you know, we kind of said our hellos and everything, and, and that was it, and we went our separate way, and a year later, we ran into each other again and had some more conversation and, and hung out a little bit, and then a year went by, and we hooked up again in Chicago, and we started hanging out a little more and a little more and a little more and spending most of the time together, and then the next year, it was, you know, from the moment we got there till the moment we left, we were together, and, and we would walk all over Chicago just uh, talking and sharing with one another and, and praying together. And uh, through the last few years, we just got a little closer and closer and closer. And uh, I would always come back, and I would always tell my wife about this awesome guy that I met, and, and I would t- tell her all about him. And every time I come back, oh, you got to meet this guy. He's funny. You got to hear him. And, and it was a type of thing. And even uh, I was able to come a few times on my own and spend some time with, with the Taggart family. But you can't describe the Tackett family. You have to, you have to experience the Tackett family. And so I, I'm so thankful that my wife is finally able to experience it because I've been telling her for years and years about, about them, about you people. And, and now she's able to finally experience it. And uh, am I right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, you live up to the hype. And, uh, but, but I just want to say uh, thank you to, to Pastor Todd and Becky and uh, their family. I, lo- I love these people dearly. Uh, they are near and dear to my heart. And uh, i got to say this. Um, and he didn't pay me to say this, trust me. Uh, but if you want to give me a little something later, I don't mind. Um, but uh, Pastor Todd and Becky are two of the most faithful, uh, Jesus-loving hospitable, uh, caring people on planet earth. And uh, I got to tell you guys, you are are so blessed uh, to have them as your pastor. Uh, I I, I can't stress that enough to tell you, you know, how grateful and thankful you should be. I, I know a lot of pastors and their families. You guys got the good one. Yeah, yes. Um, it's, it's easy to take things like that for granted. It's easy to take people for granted. Uh, but let me tell you, you are blessed beyond belief to have a couple like that, uh, that loves the Lord as much as they do, that, that listen to the Lord's voice as much as they do, and, and loves their people as much as you do. And, uh, you know, I, I can speak as a pastor um, some people don't really understand that, that we, actually, we actually love our people sometimes more than the people love themselves. I mean, we, we care for your souls. Uh, we weep over you. Uh, we, we pray for our people. Uh, we want God's very best for you. 
And, and there are days when, when I, I think we want more for you than what you want for you. And, uh, you know, may that spur you on to, you know, not only want more for yourself, but, you know, to, to love and honor uh, your pastor and to pray for him. Because as I'm going to share this morning, man, we need prayer. We need a lot of prayer. We're, we're just walking targets, and uh, the enemy is firing his darts at us. But I just want to say thank you so much to, to Pastor Todd and Becky. And uh, I also want to say uh, thank you to Pastor Luke. Um, when I think of Pastor Luke, he's just a faithful dude. And I love that guy. I mean, you know, when I think of faithfulness, I think of Pastor Luke. And, uh, I mean, you're blessed to be able to have uh, him and his wife as a part of this as well because it's so nice to have a support system as a pastor. I had a young guy with me for a few years. And, I mean, those were two awesome years that I had this guy with me to, to pray for me, to encourage me, and, and to support me in that way. So uh, I just want to say th- thank you to, to Pastor Luke and, and Allie as well. And uh, I want to say thank you to all of you. Um, you know, the, the last few days we've been popping into to the new uh, building and uh, to see you working, to see uh, the spirit of some of you while you work, while you, you, you know, it, it was awesome, and, and I love that about this church. But let me tell you something, too. As, as a pastor, <laughs> one of the greatest things that, that you can do as a person, it, it doesn't matter how gifted you are. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter what, you know, it, showing up is, is everything. You know, when you just show up, your presence means everything. You know, and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday morning, if, if it's a Bible study, if it's a, a work day, if it's whatever. I, I know we all have busy lives, but, but showing up is such an encouragement uh, to your pastor. And, and I know for me to, to walk around and to see people working, and I mean, it was so encouraging for my heart, and, and I know it did his heart well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, God is good. Amen. God is so good, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I generally do not like to, to leave my church. Um, I usually decline any opportunities to speak elsewhere because I love to be with my people. Um, I, I love going to church on Sunday morning. I, I love my church family, um, but I want to say to you, I love my American church family, and that's what I, that's what I refer to you guys as. I, I like, I'm going, I'm going down south to see my American church family. And I can't wait to get there, um, eh? But uh, but but I but I absolutely I, I love to be here and I'm comfortable here and uh, you people are fantastic and so I just thank you. But I want to talk uh, this morning about some things that have been on my heart and some things that I've been going through as a pastor and I'm just going to share my heart this morning and, and I hope through that uh, that it is some sort of encouragement. Um, for you, um, even if it's not, maybe just pat me on the back and tell me it was after the service, because then I'll feel better. Um, but, but I hope uh, that something I says, I say today, can, can just resonate with you and and encourage your heart today. But I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle. You know, sometimes I, I struggle with life. Sometimes I, I struggle with, um, you know, what 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 people say, the, the way people act. Sometimes I, I struggle with my own thoughts. Uh, sometimes I, I just struggle with life, and uh, if you're honest, you do as well. Uh, life, as you know, is full of uncertainties. 
Um, we often face daily situations that are beyond our control, and sometimes they put us at risk for, for disappointment, for failure, and uh, even sometimes regret. And sometimes it's a struggle just to roll out of bed and face the day with all the pressures and the anxieties that, that life can throw our way. And so sometimes we, we struggle. Sometimes we, we also struggle because we do things that we know we shouldn't be doing. You know, sometimes we, we struggle because we, we don't really want to stop some of the things that, that we're doing in our lives, or we don't want to stop how we're doing certain things in our lives. And, and for some of us, you know, we, we've been doing it for so long, that's all we know. I mean, we don't know what life is like apart from these other things that we do. Whether we do them publicly or secretly, it's part of our identity. And we forgot that we have a new identity in Christ. And so sometimes we, we still go back to those things. Because we don't know what life is like without them. And we have a hard time seeing past some of those things. And, and we can't envision what else could be. And maybe what God has for us out beyond that. Because it's unknown to us. And so what happens is we allow fear to hold us back from what could be. And too many times, people allow what if to overshadow what could be and what should be. And so sometimes we just retreat and we do nothing. Right? It's easy to do nothing in life, right? I mean, it's, it's easy to stay in bed on Sunday morning. Okay? It's easy to, to sit on the couch and do nothing. But, you know, on the flip side, sometimes it's the challenge that actually can motivate us and move us to action. You know, sometimes it's the challenge that can produce passion within us. Sometimes it's that challenge that prompts us to fight the good fight of faith and to persevere and to never give up. And sometimes it's the challenge that causes us to rise up to the occasion that, that, that we're brought with. And to discipline ourselves and to pursue excellence in our walk of faith. So that we can overcome any obstacles that life throws our way. You know, sometimes it's only by getting through the challenge that a breakthrough is possible. And sometimes we have to walk through those difficult moments. Sometimes we have to endure those painful struggles. And when challenging times come, we can know that God is at work in our struggles for our benefit, for His glory. We can know that God is for us and not against us. Because His Word tells us that. In fact, Romans 8 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Romans 8, 28. Highlight it. Okay, sometimes we see it, but more often than not, we have to take it by faith because we struggle to believe it. But it's true whether we believe it or not. And seeing things God's way doesn't uh, cancel your struggles. It doesn't turn them into non-struggles, but you view them differently because you believe that God intends through them to teach you something that couldn't be taught any other way. And so we have to remind ourselves who's in control. Okay? And if you didn't know this, 
you're not in control. And neither am I. Okay, God is in control. God is still on the throne, and He's in control of absolutely everything. You know, even when we, we turn on the news and the world is, is chaotic and things are, are nutty and it doesn't make sense, God is still in control. And it kind of reminds me of a story that I want to share with you in the Bible. It's found in John 21. And in John 21, there's some fishermen and they're out on the lake one night doing some fishing. If you have a Bible, you can follow along John 21. This is what God's Word says. John 21, beginning at verse 1. It says, Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. I want you to picture this for a moment. Here's the disciples of Jesus doing the night shift. Fishing. It's dark. It's dreary. I mean, they're working hard. They're, they're, they're giving their all, but not catching a thing. Not a single thing. Nothing. I think that's the Greek word zilch. Morning comes. They're exhausted. They're disappointed. They're defeated. They need a breakthrough. They need a breakthrough. I'm sure they felt like a lot of us do. And when we try so hard, just spinning our wheels, yet, yet, yet things don't go our way. And then there's this voice from the shore that calls out to them in verse 6. Hey, hey, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. It may have sounded familiar. I mean, you know, maybe they heard a voice like, like that before on a, another occasion, yet they, they didn't recognize who it was. They didn't know it was Jesus. They didn't recognize the voice. Maybe they were, were too tired to, to see who it was. But I'm sure during those moments, some thoughts probably filled their minds like, you know what? Man, man, we fished all night. I mean, the fish aren't biting. So sometimes it happens. That they're not biting. I mean, we're, we're done. We're so done. I mean, we're, we're tired, you know. Some of these guys are a little cranky now. Okay, we're, we're done. And, and listen, it doesn't matter which side of the boat you throw the net on anyway, buddy. Okay, thanks for the tip. But it doesn't matter. They're not, they're not biting. There's nothing here right now. 
And if you've ever fished for hours and not caught a thing, maybe you could relate to this. Or, or maybe there was a circumstance in your life or a situation that, that you put so much effort into trying to work something out and trying to make something happen, yet, yet it's still not enough. And you're struggling, and you're struggling, and you're struggling, and you still feel like you failed somehow. Or things just aren't ever going your way, and you're trying so hard to do the right thing, and you want to do the right thing, and you need a breakthrough, but you feel like you're on the verge of a breakdown. And the last thing you want to hear is for someone else to say, hey, do it again. Try it again this way. Hey, hey, why don't you just try this? They were tired. These, these were expert fishermen. That, that was their livelihood. That was their career. I mean, they knew what they were doing, and they didn't need someone else to tell them how it was done. Especially some stranger standing on the shore. But, catch this. Something compelled them to listen to that voice. Something compelled them to to, to listen to the voice, and they followed the command. In verse 6 it says, When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Wow. Wow. And sometimes we see that and we're like, oh, wow. That is, I, but isn't that just like God? I mean, we, we're shocked and surprised, but isn't that what God does? How good is God? I mean, seriously. We, we throw that around, but how good is God? And they knew then who it was that called to them. Verse 7 says this, Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. It's the Lord. You know, it was Jesus. It was the great burden bearer, the way maker, the miracle worker, the one who takes away our sin and shame, the one who takes our struggles, the one who takes our worries, the one who takes our fears, our cares, so that we don't have to carry them any longer. And all of a sudden, they had this breakthrough. I mean, this was the biggest haul of their lives. And the breakthrough wouldn't have happened if the disciples didn't have the humility to listen to that voice and to obey that voice. But you see, sometimes in life, we got so much going on and, and we're listening to so many voices that, that, that we don't hear that still small voice sometimes, right? Because we allow other distractions to come into our lives. But there are other times when we hear it, but we're like, nah, there's no way. He's not talking to me, surely. Surely he's not talking to me. He couldn't be, you know, I mean, that's for somebody else, not me. God, God couldn't be talking to me. God wouldn't want me to do something. God wants us to recognize and welcome his hand 
in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our uncertainties. You don't need to forfeit your circumstances. You just need to focus on Jesus. He is there for you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And when life is hard, listen, God is not punishing you because Jesus endured and he took all the punishment on the cross. When life is hard, God is not failing you. When life is hard, God hasn't abandoned you or forgotten you. When life is hard, God will be with you every step of the way. He might not answer every question you have, but he is with you. And you're in this season for a reason. Listen for his voice. Obey his voice. I mean, these experienced fishermen, I mean, they they could have ignored that voice and put it off. They could have said, you know what, thanks, thanks for the advice, we're good. They could have just ignored him and pretended they didn't hear him. You ever done that? Sometimes we do that with our spouse, right? Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear you, dear. Did you say something? You wanted me to do what? I didn't hear you. I was in the other room. Sorry. What was that? And we do the same thing when God is speaking to us, when the Holy Spirit is trying to get our attention. Sometimes we're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I heard that. And we turn, the, we turn the radio up a little louder. We go do, you know, we distract ourselves. Because it, it might be unknown what he, what he asks us to do, right? And so sometimes we just, you know what, we keep going to shore. You know, eh, I guess, I, I guess I, life is just disappointing sometimes, right? Let's throw in the towel. Let's go back to shore and do nothing. Right, that's it. That's it, guys. Let's go back to shore. You know, let, let, let's, let's go back and, and have a nap. What, what good am I? Woe is me. Right? We, we put the voice off. We ignore the voice. But when we procrastinate, listen, we assassinate the plans that God has for us. He has incredible plans for us. He has plans for your life as an individual. He has plans for your life as a family. He has plans for your life as a church family. God has plans for us. We need to listen to that voice. See, we all have this war that's going on inside of us. We all have this fight between what we feel and who God has called us to be. And sometimes there's this war. And man, think about it. These disciples, these fishermen, I mean, they could have cut the thing short and just say, hey, dude, listen, we know what we're doing. We're, we're, we're fine. Just leave us alone. But with humility and obedience, with, with trust and a little bit of effort, they mustered all their strength. And they grabbed those nets one more time. And instead of throwing them out over, they, they came over here and they, and they threw them out over on this side. But think about that. They had to muster up that strength. They had to be willing to throw those nets one more time. Those old, worn out, well-used nets had to leave their hands and fall into the sea. See, our faith requires action. There There has to be action. It's not enough to say, Hey, we believe you. We believe you. And do nothing. How many of us have done that? We're all guilty, right? 
But it's a little harder to actually believe what we say we believe, right? It's easy to say what we believe, but it's a lot harder to actually believe what we say we believe and follow it up with some action. Okay, His promises are so much greater than your problems. They're so much greater than your past. His faithfulness is greater than your feelings. I mean, they had to throw those nets. They had to let go of those nets. And when they let go, the breakthrough came. When they let go, the blessings came that were beyond belief. Listen, God knows everything that you struggle with. He knows all your concerns today. He says to come to Him, to cast your care on Him. First Peter chapter 5 says, humble yourselves. See, there's the key. We just got to humble ourselves sometimes. We need a daily dose of humility. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. Who's got the mighty hand? It's not you. It's not me. It's God. He has the mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him. You know, not 75% of it, not 80. All your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. He cares for you more than you'll ever know. Can you humble yourself long enough for the breakthrough to come? Can you humble yourself long enough so that he can bring the breakthrough? Are you listening to his voice? Will you obey his voice? Listen, I want to tell you something. You have a pastor who listens to his voice, who obeys his voice. And I mean, that, that is evident with, with what's going on with this new building. But listen... I got to tell you some stories here. Two times in the last year, two times in the last year, I got a phone call when I was on the verge of a breakdown. And I just want to turn the clock back. And it was springtime last year. And we were having a few difficulties in the church. And my wife was up to here. And she'll tell you. But, but she had had it, and, and I, was, I was driving her to work one day, and she was like, I am done. I am finished. I don't want to be in ministry anymore. It's too much. I've had enough. I've had my fill. I am done. You know, I can't tell you how I felt. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there listening to this, and I'm like, oh, this is great. You know? and, so, and so she's discouraged. I'm discouraged. She's down. I'm down. I drop her off at work, and normally, as I'll share in a minute, I usually go to a coffee shop, and, and I usually set up my office there. And, but, but anyways, I, I was so upset that morning, and I was so devastated. I didn't know what I was. I, I couldn't go to the coffee. I couldn't be around anybody because I was about to have a breakdown. And so I, I was so discouraged. I drive back home. I walk into my house. I throw my laptop bag on the ground, and then my phone rings. And I pick up my phone, I say, hello, and this is what I hear. Rob, what's going on? Rob, what's going on? That was my Pastor Todd impression. (laughs) And I was like, hey, not much, what's going on with you? And he's like, no, no, what's going on? What's going on? God has laid, you've been on my heart, something's going on, what's going on? 
And then I lost it. Because I'm like, how, how did he know to phone me at that moment? And we had a conversation. And that was the beginning of a breakthrough. Uh, because it was right after that that I took my wife and, and all my elders and their wives uh, to a conference. And uh, during that, that conference, um, you know, through the course of the speakers and everything that went on, you know, every single one of us, you know, had, had that, that, that breakthrough moment. Um, and, and, and the tears were flying, and, and we left that conference changed. And uh, when we left that conference, uh, we started meeting as a leadership team, uh, sometimes twice a week, just to, to finally lay out uh, some things as a church. You know, this is who we are. This is where we're going. This is what we're about. You know, th- this is our renewed mission statement. This is our new vision statement. Th- these are our core values. This is who we are. This is who God has called us to be. And, and that's when the breakthrough just came. And uh, I can't tell you. And, and since we implemented all that, Every single week, except one, we've had visitors and new people out to church. Now, just a couple weeks ago, you know, because, you know, everything was great again, right? Everything was awesome. I mean, I mean God is blessing and, and great things are happening. And, and just a few weeks ago, there was a lady in our church. And uh, it's, it's when the enemy, he doesn't just take one shot at you. You know, he's got to take a number of shots. But so I, I think it was like a Wednesday. This lady calls me and she says, can you come and visit me? I'm like, absolutely. Now, a little backstory. This lady had, had been going through some, some treatments and uh, she was in a hospital about 40 minutes away. I would go and visit her every other day in the hospital for at least a month. Uh, I would do, I, I was there so much that the nurses thought I was her son. So she calls me up. She, she got back home out of the hospital. She's doing great. Um, she calls me up and says, can you come visit me? I said, yeah, absolutely. So I come and I sit down. I'm like, how's it going? She's like, I am so disappointed with you. I said, what do you, wh- wh- what do you mean? What's going on? She's like, you are not a very loving pastor. You're not a very caring pastor. I, I have been home for almost a week and you haven't been over here to see me. And, and, and then I said, well, you know, and I went on to tell her how I thought I was doing okay. And then she looked at me and she said, you can leave now. And uh, I looked at her and smacked her. No. <laughs> that was the old me. You, you, you can't do that nowadays, okay? So I, I looked at her and I said, I said, I said, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to talk this through. And so I stayed there, and we, we chit-chatted, and, you know, she finally, you know, the wall came down a little bit more, and then I prayed for her and, and everything. But that, that was the one thing. Then, then on, on Saturday, my wife gets an email uh, from a couple in the church, and uh, this is a couple who have been coming to the church for, um, they've been there longer than I've been there, and, and they were never, ever involved. And finally, in like the last six months, my wife has gotten them involved, and uh, they're part of our coffee ministry. They finally joined a life group, and, and now they're getting connected. They're finally serving and getting involved. And they send my wife an email and say, you know what, um, we're not coming to church anymore because we don't feel connected. 
And uh, so we're going to go find another church. And I, I did one of these. Uh, but anyways, that was, that was Saturday night. Sunday morning comes. And uh, we go to church, and uh, <laughs> we're a portable church, so, so we're there like 8 in the morning. We're unloading trailers, setting up chairs, doing all, all of that. And, and we're setting up, and then this uh, lady comes, and unbeknownst to me, because I was doing something else, but she grabs my wife and our children's director and pulls them into a room and, and reams them out because her granddaughters don't feel welcome. Um, I need to back up. Her two very introverted granddaughters don't feel welcome. Now, meanwhile, uh, we know without a shadow of a doubt that people have said, hey, do you guys want to come and be a part of this and do this? And no, 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 we're okay, we're okay. And so she said, I'm leaving the church because my grandkids are not welcome here, which was a complete lie. So anyways, I'm doing my thing, and then, my wife, I could see that, that my wife had been crying. I said, what's wrong? And uh, so she, she just told me very briefly. And, and, and every Sunday morning, I go for a little walk outside, and I do some praying. And uh, that particular morning, this was just two weeks ago, I started walking, and I just wanted to keep on walking. I did not want to go back to church that day. I, 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 I was on the verge of my breakdown. I had, I had my fill. And I was like, God, you know what? We do so much and we pour into so much and they don't appreciate it. And they don't, you know, what's the point of this? Why do I even bother with this? I mean, I, I want to be the Walmart greeter. That's what I want to do. I mean, I, that, that's my job. How you doing? Welcome to Walmart. Okay, that, that's what I want to do. You know, but, but I was, I had it. And so, you know, I, I went back into church and, you know, and I did, I did what I usually do. I went and I grabbed my phone. And I pulled it out, and I was going to send my weekly text to, to Pastor Todd saying, hey, praying for New Hope, you know, praying for you guys. Have an awesome day. And I hit send. And then I noticed, oh, I got a voicemail. I clicked it on. I, I listened to my voicemail. And it's, I kid you not, it's Pastor Todd and Becky. You know, how you doing? The Lord's going to bless you. And, and my... My brother from another mother, and, and they and they and they were they were praying for me and cheering me on, and I I grabbed my phone, I put it down, and literally my whole countenance changed. I was like, oh, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day, because the enemy he was trying to knock me down, but God is going to break through and do something incredible. But I say that to say, thank you for listening to that voice and that prompting that, that we all hear. But man, it's so easy to ignore and push away and be like, oh, what's, what's a phone call? What's a text? Man? You know, I'm sure he's busy. I don't want to bother him. Right? Man, that, it meant everything. I, I don't know. Where, I mean, things could be different right now if I didn't get that. I don't know. But praise God, you know, that, that he was humble enough to, to listen to that voice, but also to, to, to obey that voice. I just want to share something else very quickly. Um, as I mentioned, I, I often go to the coffee shop every morning. That's where I work. I, don't, I have a home office, but I got kind of ADHD, and I, just, I can only look at the wall for so long, and I have to at least talk to myself or somebody. But, 
So I go to the coffee shop, and I usually set up shop there, and I've been going there for a few years, but for the most part, you know, I would just kind of do my thing and put my head down and, and do my work there, and, 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 and it's been great. Um, but when we redid our core values and that, I thought, you know what, I've got to come out of my shell more, and I've got to put myself out there more. So when I go to the coffee shop, I'm going to be a little more intentional. And, and, and so in the fall, I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be more intentional in the coffee shop. And uh, since September... I've been putting myself out there, and I have met a number of, of, of people at the coffee shop. Uh, there's, there's a handful of guys that it's almost like our own little small group at the coffee shop. And uh, now they, they come, and they sit with me, and we sit with them, and we gather together. And uh, it's been so cool. One day there was a, there was a guy who came in, and uh, the one guy here is like, oh, this is, this is Pastor Rob. He's at the New Life Church there. And, and this guy, he looked at me, and uh, he's like, I'm an atheist. And then he sat down, and, and he just started to go gangbusters on why this is a, uh, you know, why you can't trust the Bible and blah, 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 and why you can't believe in this and that. And, and he literally went on about a three- to four-minute rant, didn't come up for air. And then he was done, and he looked at me, you know, expecting me to come back at him. And I just looked at him, and I said, I said, you know what? I said, we don't have to believe the same things. We don't have to agree on the same things to sit down and have a cup of coffee. And uh, when I said that, he put his hand out and he said, hi, my name's Leonard. And he sat down. And now every time when I'm in there, he'll go out of his way to come and to sit beside me and to engage in conversation with me. Um, I say that to say this, that uh, just since September, there have been uh, six or seven people from the coffee shop that have showed up to church. Uh, one of them comes regularly now, and he, he, he takes the chairs and he stacks them all up after the service and helps us pack up. And uh, he always says, man, that was a great Mass this morning. Thanks for Mass. <laughs> I'm like, glad you liked it. We'll see you next week. Um, but, uh, but God's been good. And, and, and when, we're open, when we're open to those promptings, when, when we listen to that voice, when he says, you know what, there's somebody sitting over there. That, that looks a little down and out. You know, you know, maybe you should go and say hello to that person sitting in the corner of the coffee shop. You know, maybe you should give that person a text. Maybe you should phone so-and-so and just see how they're doing. You know, you have no, God wants to bless us. I mean, he loves us so, he wants to bless us, but maybe, maybe what we've been doing, maybe we've been working on the wrong side of the boat. You know, maybe we've been doing things over here and, and doing it our way in our time. And, you know, it, it's easy to look busy, right, and spin wheels. But, but maybe we've been working on the wrong side of the boat. Maybe, maybe we've been ignoring his voice. Uh, maybe we've been so distracted and kicking up dust that we haven't heard his voice. Maybe we, we haven't been obeying him in certain areas of our lives. And he reminds us, hey, hey, throw, throw your net on the, on the other side. Have you, have you tried the other side? Have you tried the, the right side? Maybe other times, I mean, he knows how tightly that we're holding on to what we think we know is best. And it's time to let go. And we've been holding on with every ounce of control. We've been struggling to try to make things work our way, in our time. And then he says, listen, you need to go to the other side. You need to let go so that he's free to work it out better than we ever could. 
And so we can be reminded again how much it's not up to us, but how much he is in control and that his promises give peace, that they give rest when we obey. He won't ever leave us hanging. Okay, he, he won't leave us to, to, to work it out on our own. He is there with us. And his blessings in his time, in his ways, are always so much greater than we could ever imagine. And so he says, cast your cares, cast all your efforts, cast your concerns, cast your, your, your struggles on the other side. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Choosing to, to let it go. Choosing trust. Choosing humility. And be ready for our burden-bearing, miracle-working God to overwhelm you with His goodness and grace. Get ready for a breakthrough to come. And you know what? You've been ministering in this building. You, you have fixed this building up. It's, it's beautiful. But now God has said, Hey, I got something for you over here. I got You're not going to believe it. I have something awesome over here. I got something special for you over here in, in, in Talmadge. I want you to come and I want you to throw your net over here and watch the breakthrough come. As you listen, as you obey, get ready for the breakthrough. You know, watch the blessings come as you listen and obey his voice. And I don't know about you, but I, I've tried so many times and I've tried so hard sometimes to do things myself in my own way. But I've come to realize that, that it's God that fights for me. It's God who's ready to go to battle for me. All I need to do is just give in to him, to, to surrender it to him, to obey him. That's what he wants all of us to do. To just give in to him. He's already won the victory. All you need to do is grab it. All you need to do is take it. It's not always easy, though. I mean, it'll be hard. It'll be difficult. It might be a lot of work, but he'll give you the grace to get through whatever it is that you're going through or will go through in the future. That's our God, and that's how good he is. And you know what? I've been ministering long enough to know that we all struggle. And I know that churches are full of people who are struggling. And you can look around this room this morning. You know what we all have in common? None of us are perfect. Okay, you're not perfect and neither am I. None of us are. But here's the thing. It's okay not to be okay. But that's not an excuse to stay that way. Okay? God has something much better for you. And I don't know your struggles. But I know that God is right there beside you to help you through whatever it is that you're going through or will go through. You're not alone in your struggles. You're not alone in your circumstances. There are also people here who can identify with those same struggles. You know why? Because they've been through them before. Because they've been there at some point in their life. They've struggled through that same thing that you're going through too. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. Why? So that we can comfort those in any trouble 
with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Sometimes you're going through a difficult time. Sometimes you're going through a painful circumstance. Sometimes you're going through a situation. You're like, why do I have to go through this, God? Why me? Why me? It's because down the road, guess what? God is going to use that to minister to somebody else who's going through the exact same thing. We need each other. We all need each other. We need to help and encourage one another through all the struggles that you and I face. He will never let you go. So you keep walking. You keep moving forward. Don't be content with where you are, wherever it is. God has greater things in store for you. God has greater things in store for this church. you got to keep listening to His voice, obeying His voice, and taking your next step. Because if you're willing, God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or even imagine. No matter where you're at today, Breakthroughs come to those who listen and obey His voice. And no matter how crazy it might seem or sound. Listen, when Pastor Todd was telling me about this land and this new building, I mean, I had to pinch myself. Is he, t- is he lying to me? And it's crazy. That's absurd. It's ridiculous. It makes zero sense. Right? It's, it's not even possible. But with God... All things are possible if we believe. Do you believe? Do you believe? Great things come to those who have great faith. God has some very exciting things in store for new hope. But let me encourage you with this little reminder. See, God's not giving you that property over there so you can get it all nice and and, and fresh and then put your feet up and relax and pat each other on the back and say, man, look what we did. Isn't this nice? He's given you that property for those who aren't a part of New Hope. Yet. Yet. Okay. He's moving you so that you can have a greater impact, so that you can reach even more people for Jesus, so that you can throw the net on the other side and allow God to bring a breakthrough that you never thought was possible. And I can't wait to come back and hear all about it. I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to the stories of how God is going to use all of you to do incredible things and to reach more and more people for Jesus because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. At the end of the day, what did we do for Jesus? Did we point people to Him? And I'm looking forward to that day. Sometimes we struggle. But with Jesus, the best is always yet to come. And let me encourage you, church, to keep looking up, to keep looking up, to keep listening to His voice, and to obey that voice every single day. And don't grow weary in doing good, because in due time, in, in His time, the breakthrough will come. The, the, the blessings will come. The harvest will come. And we will reap if we do not give up. 
Father in heaven, thank you so much for these dear people. And God, I thank you for each and every one of them. And God, I ask that you would watch over them, that you would protect them from the enemy. And God, that you would encourage them day by day. God, that you would strengthen them as they seek to honor you with every ounce of their lives. And God, for those who are struggling this morning, with those who are struggling with with letting go, whatever that might be, God, bring those things to their attention right now. Help them to say yes to you. And God, God, help them to let it go this morning. Help them in this moment, God, to hear your voice, to hear your prompting, and to obey it. Lord, help them to be willing to let go of the things in their lives that they need to let go of. Those things that they've been holding on to, God, for far too long. God, bring, bring freedom this morning. Break the bondage that is holding anyone back today from being all that you have called them to be. And God, I thank you for what you've done in this building. But God, I look forward to what you're going to do in the new building. And God, I pray right now for those people that you're already preparing, for the hearts that are slowly changing, for the breakthrough that's coming. Oh, God, work in each of our lives. God, work in the life of this church. May they see the possibilities that are endless with you. God, may their faith increase because of your goodness and your greatness. May your mercies be new every morning and your grace fresh daily. I pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.